0: Welcome to the Rooted and Reaching podcast, a ministry of First Baptist Church in Charlottetown, PEI, Canada. At First Baptist Church, our vision is to be people deeply rooted in the amazing gospel of Jesus Christ, who then reach out into our neighborhood, city, and the world as we live and share the good news. Here is this week's Rooted and Reaching message from FBC Charlottetown.
1: For the last three years here at First, we've been utilizing the same two related terms when it comes to the vision that we have that we believe God has given us for Christian discipleship. Those two words are rooted and reaching. It's all part of what we refer to as vision 2027 and at its heart that vision plan that we believe God has for this church among other priorities it speaks to spiritual transformation, discipleship growth, kingdom advancing, And that's all through our personal collective efforts as the body of Christ. Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7, under the heading Spiritual Fullness in Christ, says it like this, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Now, I want to just, for a few minutes, just look a little closer at those words. Continue to live your lives, the text says. In the context of growing in faith in Christ, it's a reminder that each of us are responsible for ourselves. It's our lives, our own lives, that we're going to give an account for one day. Not our spouses, not our children's, not our grandchildren's. The unique, one-of-a-kind Life that God designed for each of us from the beginning. And so, over the next four weeks, we're going to be hearing about those unique, one of a kind faith journeys that have a commonality in Jesus. But that passage also says to be rooted and built up in Him. See, our call here is to be grounded in Jesus with roots that are running deeper and deeper in order that, spiritually speaking, we might grow in strength, reaching upwardly and outwardly as His Spirit leads us. And it says to to continue to do all of that as you were taught. That is to say through the truth of the gospel of Jesus. The one that we've heard, the one that I trust we've accepted, and the one that we are being discipled deeper in. And then finally it says, and overflowing with thankfulness. Growing taller stronger definitely comes with growing aches and growing pains and yet despite those despite those hurts despite the struggles and yeah despite the victories even the word of God calls us here to be consistently thankful in fact not only to be thankful but to be overflowing with that thankfulness Well, in keeping with the storytelling culture that we've been developing as part of that Vision 2027 plan, as I say, over the next four weeks, we're going to hear four different stories of roots that have been laid down in Jesus. We're going to hear about growth that's happened and is happening as a result. And in every faith story, in every testimony, there are three main elements, and you'll be able to track with these as we go through each part. For every Christ follower, there's the reality of where we were or would be, were it not for Jesus. Secondly, there's the reality of where we are today in Christ, assuming we have been rooted and are growing in him. So where we were, where we are. And then that third is that transition point between the two. Something happened, an event, a season A person came into our lives. A message finally took root in our hearts that allowed us to become rooted in Christ, that transition point. So the three parts. Well, as I say this morning, we're blessed to have Kim Elliott with us in person uh, this morning. Kim, come on up. And I'm going to put you over here. As I said to the online congregation this morning when I did the, the welcome, if you've ever been part of the online congregation, Kim and Rick's names uh, will be familiar. They have been ongoing parts of our online congregation and have served as online hosts, uh, have been part of uh, connect groups that were handled online. Rick and Kim are from Ontario. I expected this morning, as I said, this is going to be a video chat, that there would be some technical challenges, but I think that we would be able to do it because it just made sense to have an online congregant online. But, Kim and Rick made the trip eastward and are worshiping with us in person today. We're grateful for that. So, I'm going to dive right in, Kim, and I'm just going to talk about those three parts that I just mentioned. Let's start with the first one. Let's talk about the first element of your testimony. Where... How would you describe where you were before you received Jesus in a saving way?
2: Just before I answer that question, I just want to thank the tech team that keeps us connected every Sunday. It is amazing that you guys have grown this way in COVID, and it has certainly become a benefit for those that are of us that are out of town. So just want to shout out to all our friends and family online. Kim and Rick are in Charlottetown, and it's sunny. <laughs> you always put your weather report. So in thinking about that, I had to think, well, where was I? And all I could remember was being dropped off at church, picked up an hour later, and not really encouraged to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, When I was old enough to join the church, my parents gave me the choice. I couldn't see the relevance, so I didn't. Thirteen years later, I was married, and I thought it was pretty important that I be married in a church. So I was married in the church where I was infant baptized, and my parents were married. And that was the end of that church experience. (laughs) Till a year later, I had my daughter, and I thought it's important that she be baptized as I had been. Again, not knowing why I was feeling like that, but there was a Baptist church in the town we were living. And so a friend said... Well if you talk to your stepson's girlfriend's mother she goes to that church. <laughs> so I found her. You call
1: that Baptist bingo? Somebody knows somebody that knows, knows somebody? somebody. <laughs> yeah.
2: So I did find her and we talked and she explained the difference between dedication and infant baptism and I fell in love with that idea. So we baptized my daughter, and we spent 5 years in that church and still didn't have that personal relationship. Unfortunately, I lost my husband to a heart attack when my daughter was 5. But that made us eligible to go to a single-parent family camp in Ontario, which is a very similar camp to Camp Sagie. And my first morning at Bible study, who are these Jesus freaks and how can I get out of here? <laughs> I survived the week and thought that was the end of that until my daughter got the invitation to go back the next year. And I did it for her, because what good single moms do. <laughs> and something changed they weren't jesus freaks anymore they were people in love with jesus and i wanted to be a part of that so i said to the pastor what's next and he said well what do you want and i thought i don't even know what there is to know to want how can i tell you that and he said we'll start there and he did And two months later, somewhere on the 401, between London and Dorchester, I asked Jesus into my heart. And nothing has been the same since.
1: (laughs) Okay, we're going to come back to that transition point. But now talk a little bit about, if you can, um, how would you describe where you are today? You look back, but now kind of objectively look inside. Where are you today in Jesus?
2: At that camp, we had a lesson one week about our dash. So, on our headstones, we're all going to have a beginning date, we're all going to have an end date, and we're all going to have a dash. And the point of the Bible study was how is your dash going to be any different than all the other headstones? Because your dash on a headstone doesn't tell anybody about you. So, you need to live that people know there was a difference that Jesus made in your life. And I took that commitment seriously. So I studied more. I realized I did not know my Bible. I did not know scriptures. So I studied, then became a Bible study leader at that camp, then a director, and just wanted to continually live the life that Jesus was instructing all of us, but me, to do.
1: Okay. (laughs) No, that's good. And so... I know that those Bible studies are still an ongoing part of your regular routine and your regular ritual. So now let's zig back to, to where we were along the 401, and um, there was that transition. I don't even want to say point necessarily because it sounds like it was a season. So let's talk a little bit more about that season of transition and what made that a transition you were open to. What, what was the thing that happened How did that unfold?
2: The Bible study leader at camp and our pastor had this joy when they spoke about Jesus. And I had never seen that before. And I wanted to have that joy. And I figured to know joy, I had to know Jesus. So we went back to camp, the the seed that was planted, it grew, it was rooted, and it was watered. I was baptized at camp in 2001. Who were some of the people that were instrumental in that journey? A specific baptism journey? or no, just the, the faith journey, you know? The Bible study leader, Gail. Jamie was our pastor. The moms that were at that group that could see my bitterness in my widowhood, I always believed God was in control. I just didn't believe he really cared about me because I didn't have that relationship and I didn't have the knowledge to know he really did and he wasn't abandoning me. Mm-hmm.
1: So where you were was a, is it fair to say a lonely place? Uh, maybe a, or a, a lost place? Is that, am I putting words in your mouth? It was blah.
2: There blah. was I mean, it was life. We did life, but we didn't, I didn't have that joy. I didn't have the yearning to know him more. I didn't have a desire to live as he has called me to live. The parable of the sheeps and the goats was a big one for me. The parable of the house on the sand and the rock. I realized I was the sand. I realized I was a goat. But I didn't think I was worthy to, have, to be the one that Jesus was going to seek out. So now you do believe
1: that today?
2: I wholeheartedly believe that, but we have the twenty seventeen experience. All
1: right. Well, let's let's talk about how that switch happened.
2: So from two thousand and one until two thousand and four, I was growing and enjoying being involved in church and leading Bible studies and learning. Took a few um, para, uh, Bible classes online. I met my husband, and in two thousand and six we got married and that was
1: a surprise wedding wasn't it
2: it was a surprise wedding we invited everyone to an engagement party and said surprise (laughs) we're getting married the pastor at camp was one of the pastors who married us the other pastor was a pastor that we had called to the church i was at who was very mission-minded and got us um, to fall in love with haiti and the haitians and building schools in haiti and we did that over a 10-year period again felt god calling me to the mission field at that time. And then 2017 hit when I was diagnosed with cancer. And Pastor Dean was one of the first people we told, asking for prayer. And I said, but I'm gonna rock this, I got Jesus. I'm gonna shine Jesus in the chemo suite. That did not happen. So whether it was the drugs, I went into a pit. It wasn't a valley, it was a cesspool, I'll be honest. Pastor Dean can corroborate that because he 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 came whenever I needed to talk and he listened. And that was the lesson that I learned for Pastor Dean at that time was being a good listener. That you don't always have the answers. He couldn't tell me why God was, why God wasn't. And it took 10 months for me to get out of that pit. I tussled, I wrestled, I argued, I defended, and I had been teaching about Jesus. So I knew what I was feeling could not be true, but I couldn't see anything but the darkness. The songs we sang this morning, I would have had to have left the sanctuary. They grated on me. I tried to read scriptures, others who had gone through horrific experiences. Job was one of them. And I was like, Job, yeah, God's pretty quiet. I can't find him anywhere. But I know he knows where I am. And I know he knows where I'm going. But that last part wasn't hitting home. Hmm. And it took 10 months. And all of a sudden, I think God said, are you done? Hello. Are you tired of this? And I said, And we were going on an Alaskan cruise. It was our first post-cancer trip to Alaska, where there are mountains. And those mountains were majestic, and I have never felt closer to God in my entire life. And I thanked him for that valley experience, because I never would have appreciated the mountaintop experience. Mm. It was a dark time. I'm not proud of it. But as you said, it's the story, the good, the bad, the ugly. I can grow from it, and I can share it with others. Not to tell them to get out of the valley, because we've all got to get out of the valley in his perfect timing. I needed to be in that valley. I needed to depend on him more, and I needed to see his goodness in my life, even when it was so falling apart, to the point where praying that he would take me home that night that I knew it would really hurt Rick and my daughter, but that I couldn't take this pain anymore. And he didn't. <laughs> I guess he's not done with me, and I guess like he, Job realized, he knows where I'm going next.
1: So in the run-up to 2017, I, I feel like you would have described yourself as ex- extraordinarily rooted in the faith. Definitely. And then you found out there was this whole other layer of, of depth.
2: And I think it was a layer of depending on him. Not just learning about him, not having a head knowledge, but a heart that depended, not just desired to seek his face. Truly believed that too, that it wasn't just the works, the things that were filling my dash, you know, the camp the mission trips, the working at a Christian bookstore, which was a mission field in itself. There was still too much me and not enough him. Hmm.
1: God, get me out of here. These people are Jesus freaks. 2023, hi, God, I'm a Jesus freak.
2: (laughs) Born again, again. (laughs)
1: He's hilarious. God God is hilarious. Kim, I wanna just, I'm not sure if we've, I think we've touched on most of, of sort of those highlights of where, are, and how we got there. Is there anything that, uh, that you haven't sort of been able to drop in that you wanna make sure we do before we finish up?
2: Just two things. Two weeks ago, I celebrated being a survivor because for five years I was on a hormone replacement therapy that was excruciating and painful. December 31st, I couldn't get off the couch by myself. I needed Rick to help me. I couldn't get up the stairs by myself. I needed help. On April 11th, I climbed a mountain in Jamaica. (laughs) And again... An actual...
1: Yeah. (laughs) A literal mountain. An actual mountain. An
2: actual mountain. Okay, it wasn't Everest. (laughs) It wasn't Kilimanjaro. But it was a mountain. And I got to the top and i said only you lord it's only you that got me here no go ahead so the three the people that i i i would consider helped get me from the jesus freaks to thank you jesus i'm a jesus freak <laughs> Not in any specific order, but definitely Pastor Dean and his wife Annette in 2017. They showed me genuine Jesus in action. Our Bible study leader Gail and Jamie at Camp, their patience. And just just oozing Jesus, just wanting a part of whatever that was that they had. And they don't teach that to you in Bible classes. They don't teach you that. So they were, Pastor Stan was the pastor that we called to the church that got us into Haiti. And Pastor Jamie and Pastor Stan were two pastors that married Rick and I at the surprise wedding. And God's hand has been on our our marriage ever since can't thank Rick enough. I always say he was my rock with a little r while Jesus was being my big r rock. And remember the boyfriend's girlfriend's mom? Her last name was Root. (laughs) (laughs) So a root rooted me in a Baptist church that led to camp that led to today. And I just want to say that Coming down here, we listened to the Christian um, Sirius Station. And where music grated on me and hurt me physically in 2017, a song came on, and I don't know if I'd ever heard it before, but I heard the lyrics. And so I just wanted to share those lyrics because I think this is my story. His glory. So it's a Matthew West song. It's not the whole song. The story of me had so many parts that were so messed up, but I love the part where you showed up. Rewriting my past, rewriting my hurt, line by line, word by word. And now my story is living proof. There's not a chapter that you can't use. My pain, your purpose. My mess, your message. In all things, I know you're working. One life, one mission, one reason why I'm living. All for you, not for me. Now the story of me is a story of grace. Fingerprints of mercy on every page. You set me free to be an open book. If even my scars are a part of your plan, take all of my heart, Lord, here I am. My only cause, till you call me home, is knowing you more and making you known.
1: Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7 say, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. I'll explain what you're hearing in a second, by the way. I want to offer a prayer over Kim as we conclude. Will you join me as we pray? Lord, thank you for the gift of this story, for the way that your fingerprints are all over it. You've given us the gift of seeing that, being able to be overflowing in thankfulness, gratitude. Father, we ask you to continue to be at work uh, in all of our lives, but especially in Kim's life as she has been so vulnerable to share this story today. Lord, continue to shape her, form her, call her, make her into what you would have her to be for a time such as this. Lord, may your hand continue to rest upon she and Rick and as you return them home later this week, go ahead of them and in all things be with them. In Christ we pray. Amen. Thanks, Kim. <laughs> now, maybe hearing Kim's story, or those parts of it that we've been shared that have been shared with us this morning, maybe that has you now reflecting on your own story. Maybe you're now thinking, yeah, where would I be? Or where was I before Jesus? Well, don't ignore this morning what the Spirit may be showing you, what the Spirit may be highlighting all over again, highlighting the blessed place you may find yourself in Jesus today. If that's kind of causing you to feel like you're overflowing a bit in thankfulness, follow that divine prompting to give God thanks today. Maybe you're mentally revisiting the way that your rooting in Jesus first happened. You know, a person spoke to you, lived the gospel in your presence. Maybe there was a place or there was an event that unfolded over a short period of time, over a long period of time. Well, today is a good day to remember those things. Today is a good day to give thanks and gratitude to God for His work in your life. Today, there are two uh, instruments that we can use in that remembrance. A bread, a piece of bread, and a cup. Jesus said, let the bread remind you of my body, and let the cup remind you of my blood. Both of these were freely offered so that we might be saved, that we might be renewed, that we might be born again, that we might be rooted and growing
0: in Christ come to the table. You've been listening to the Rooted and Reaching podcast, a weekly ministry of First Baptist Church in Charlottetown, PEI, Canada. Our theme music is inspired by Ben Sound. For more information or to support the ministries of FBC Charlottetown, please visit our website myfbc.ca today. If you found the content of today's podcast encouraging, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and drop us a comment. In addition, consider sharing today's Rooted and Reaching podcast with at least one other person this week who might be blessed through it or become better biblically rooted through it. Until next time, thank you for listening.